Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the City of Smack podcast. I'm Chris Chavez, and this is my show where I chat with some of the biggest names on the track, on the roads, within the coaching ranks, and across the running industry. Our guests sit down and open up in-depth to share their experiences, their brilliant insights, and their vivid snapshots from their professional and personal accomplishments within the sport. The presenting sponsor of the City of Smack podcast is Olipop, healthy meets delicious. Are you looking for a better alternative to soda? By now, we've turned Olipop into the runner's soda. It is a deliciously fizzy drink that is good for your gut. Olipop is a low-sugar, low-calorie beverage that's packed with prebiotics, botanicals, and plant fibers that nourish your microbiome and supports your digestive health. Plus, it comes in a variety of tasty flavors like vintage cola, strawberry vanilla, and my personal favorite, lemon-lime. They actually just released a new banana cream flavor as well, if that's of interest to you. Whether you're a runner, a fitness enthusiast, or just someone who wants to make better choices for their body, Olipop is the perfect drink for you. By now, you've seen us sipping it on our shows, so we invite you to crack open and cheers an Olipop with us. Visit drinkollipop.com to learn more. Sidious Mac Podcast listeners get 25% off non-subscription orders by using code Sidious25 at checkout. You can pick them up at a store. They're available at Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Target, Walmart, Publix, and stay tuned because they may be coming to a restaurant near you. And if you're drinking one, tag us in your Instagram story. We love seeing that. Drinkollipop.com, code Sidious25. Here's a super fun episode taking you into this weekend. I'm excited for you to listen to this chat. It's with the one and only No Context XC track. Some of you may be like, who, what, huh? I jokingly shot over a DM inviting them onto the podcast and they agreed to do it. And I granted them anonymity and put a filter over their voice. So this is a fun one. No Context XC Track is an Instagram account that has blown up within the past year. They're at 23,000 followers. They share funny photos and videos with no captions and little to no context. There are videos of Jakob Ingebrigtsen, the coffee club guys, race fails, and so much more. It's mostly content that has been submitted by followers or things that the person behind the account finds themselves, and it's fascinating. Many of you follow them, but if not, I encourage you to do so. You'll learn all about the account in this episode, the origins, and the responsibility that the person behind them feels with so many followers to spread the love of track and field and so much more. You'll also get a couple hints as to who the person is, but not enough context. So without further ado, here is No Context XE Track. All right, so this is probably maybe one of the rarest and strangest interviews that we'll have ever recorded on the City of Smack podcast because we're not going to reveal exactly who we're talking to. It's no context track and field on Instagram. So we'll start with the question that everyone's wondering, who is No Context Track, I guess without giving us a lot of context that would reveal your identity? Um, I mean, No Context uh, is just kind of a, a huge fan of the sport. Um, and to kind of understand it, you just have to have just enough context. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but um, just you have to just kind of be here from the beginning and um, figure out a little pieces along the way. And then you'll, you as long as you understand most of it, you, you can get the gist of the account. Right. Okay. So for ironically context, it's not the only account that you run. You also run running content memes too, right? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, that account, I haven't posted on it since, like, this, or, like, late 2022. Um, and that account just kind of fizzled out. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my first kind of venture into the, um, public running meme world, I guess. So why, why, why get into the meme account space? And I guess like if we take an assessment of track and field media, there's obviously, you know, the places you go to for news, there's the places you go to for, uh, videos and then, you know, Sidious Mag fits in some, somewhere in there as like the place that does a combination of all of that. in in addition to producing our own original content, but I guess like meme pages were, Fairly, I, I guess, dumb flow track was the predecessor on Twitter. Um, but what made you want to kind of get into that space? Um, I mean, to take it all the way back, it was it was Kyle Merber. <laughs> okay, <laughs> explain. So, so it was uh, my going into my senior year of high school. Uh, this was the summer of 2020, um, and I was I went to this online running camp. Or it was virtual that year. Um, and he was a speaker there. Um, and he told us at the end of his talk to go follow him on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, like, I like this guy. I'm going to follow him on Twitter. Cause I, I hadn't really heard about him. I wasn't like big into pro running at that point. Um, and I like started like reading some of his tweets and I was like, yo, these are really funny. Um, like I would, and then I thought about like posting him on TikTok and stuff and like doing like something with there, but I wasn't really good at it. Um, and then. I started getting into running YouTube that summer and whatnot. And then I was just just making like some silly little like memes about it, but I didn't like have an outlet. And I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of want to, like, I'm not doing anything. Like it's COVID still. And so I started running content memes, um, and started posting about like all the running YouTube that was going on. Um, and then every, that first Monday of the account, I posted, um, a murder tweet. Um, and called it Murder Monday. And then he commented, is this going to be a thing? And I was like, with your permission, yeah. And he's like, you have my permission. And then I think I posted for like a year and a half of consistent Murder Mondays. Um, and that's kind of how it grew into like um, what the account was. So at that point, you're not a big track and field fan that's your entry level it's learning about kyle the pros getting into running youtube so what's the jumping off point from there that you're like oh, all right i'm all in as a track fan um i mean i started getting like i kind of dove right in through that like i kept wanting to explore and then from from that account i would find new pros and like new content creators that i was like oh like i like their stuff too and so like i kind of kept expanding um I to who I was watching. Um, and then the first like pro track meet I went to was later that year um, in Sacramento. Um, I happened to be there visiting a friend and uh, I went to the uh, like Sunset Series one. Um, by, I think it was, that was it. Um, and I was just like, like starstruck because I was like yo like I've been posting stuff about like some of these people that are there and I'm like now I get to I'm standing on the track while Pat Tiernan's running a 5k like this is so cool um and so that really kind of like was one of the like huge points where I'm like 
well, dude, like, this is, like, incredible. Like, I didn't think I would ever get to this point. And, like, that was just, like, going to, like, a, a regular track meet hosted on a, uh, like, college track. So that's the fun and interesting part is that when you're running this page and you're anonymous behind the scenes, it's like you can't really post live in real time that you're at that track meet because then someone might spot you. They'll see where the photo was taken from, who's standing around in that area. How often do you worry about sort of your identity being revealed? And I guess how many people know at this point who is no context? Um, I mean, I'd say, well, uh, let's see. There's probably about, there's less than a thousand people okay. that know who I am, but probably, probably around, I'd say upwards of one of the 500. Okay. So it's, it's not like just like a total secret. There's obviously some people yeah. who know. I was able to figure it out uh, pretty quickly after getting enough context clues here and there. And I went on a run with a mutual friend and was able to piece it together very quickly. And honestly, like, I guess the funniest part is you're kind of just like, oh, that's it. Like, it's there's not some sort of big reveal at the end of it. It's like, the, oh, Seb Co was behind No Context yeah. this entire time. It is, it's kind of just like a, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I think that's part of the fun too, because yeah. um, like, People are like, oh, like thinking it's like some like big like influencer like that's already got like a huge platform and they just like do this on the side. But like, no one had really heard of me before this, and they're like, oh, that's it. And <laughs> I don't think I make it too hard either. So, yeah. um, but like, it seems to me like a lot of people don't like. It's not that they don't care enough. They just like they like the account like to where they don't really. It doesn't really matter who runs it. And that's kind of like the beauty of the no context part. Yeah. I think one just, of the, the reasons why no context know. works so well is because you get in on like this niche side of an already niche thing. Like niche track internet is already small. And so if you want to really get into the weeds with it, people enjoy it, I think, because they want to be part of that journey. They're like, I, I'm in with no, like on the jokes with no context. I get the jokes about, the BYU split shorts or whoever it might be, yeah. whatever it might be like, it's, it's so, it's so good. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I actually had, um, someone come up to me at a meet, um, a couple weeks ago asking if I had any BYU split shorts on me. And I was like, sorry, I, I don't. So what do you do kind of in that instance where it's, if the, these are one of the 400 or 1000 people who know who you are, you're at a track meet competing and which I guess like just gives a little bit of context that you're an active athlete, but we don't necessarily know at the high school pro collegiate, whatever it might be level. So what do you do in that instance? Someone comes up to you out of the blue knows who you are. You might not have any clue who they are. How do you, how do you handle that sort of interaction? Um, I mean, so far the uh, interactions that like, actual meets have been pretty limited like people don't come like luckily no one's come up to like right before a race hey no context but um i think for the most part it's been like people that i like already kind of knew or like they were kind of like mutual friends or something um but i mean it's not like i'm having like with alexa and leo where people are lining up at the newberry park tent to come uh take pictures of me and stuff but it's 
Um, I usually just say hi, and then they'll like ask like a question about the account or something. Um, but it's never like too too stressful. Can we do like a Sidious Mag no context like group run at a event or like a race where we brand it as Sidious Mag and no context, and you know we give away no context stickers or whatever it might be. We just never reveal who you are. Like, I think that's the cool part is that people show up to this run and one of the people among this whole group is no context and people wouldn't know who it is. Or, you know, in the best case scenario, you're not even there. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I have uh, the stronger club where I can just schedule a, um, a group run. And uh, speaking of those stickers, I have to go back to my uh, uh, PO box and pick those up because they just came in. Is that something that you had to do? You had to go get a PO box because you wouldn't give away your. Well, real I mean, my uh, my mailbox at school. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, but... Another context clue. You said you're in school. All right, so now people have narrowed it down to either college or high school. So hopefully, well, I, not I enough have, breadcrumbs by the end. Yeah, <laughs> I, I already have um, a couple of times in Q and A's uh, on Instagram accounts that I, I am in college, but so I'll yeah. give them that. What was the big blowing up point with the account? Like, all right this person reposted it and i just went from you know five thousand followers to ten thousand was there any instance like that um there's been a couple uh it was this one it wasn't even a big like blow up point i was just kind of like kind of stars not like yeah like starstruck i guess danny duncan just posted yeah. that just reposted the one of him at stanford and he's got like 3.6 million followers on instagram and then uh like last week, um, Strava, the <laughs> official Instagram account, followed me on Instagram. And I was, uh, that was also kind of crazy because I wasn't expecting that. Um, but back in like October, um, during a conference for cross country, um, that was like when I hit 10K and I was gaining like almost 100, 150 followers a day for like two weeks straight. When you have all this atten like attention on this random thing, like I'm sure you also, over that period of time, also garnered some following among the pro athletes. Like there's members of the On Athletics Club that follow you, but has it gotten to the point where like, Fred Curley is now following like no context. And it's just so funny to me to realize that you have some of these athletes who are the best in the world, world championship medalists, Olympic medalists commenting and following the page. And you're just like throwing up photos with no caption of someone like eating a banana. And now like all of a sudden it's on that athlete's page, like uh, their, their whole feet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the part that I think is one of the, I mean, the whole 20 K thing that we just hit like a couple weeks or like a week ago that's crazy but like just like thinking about like yeah like morgan mcdonald and like almost all of on on athletics club i think it's just um year that doesn't follow um, call them out i like it <laughs> <laughs> um but uh just like all of them are like following it and then um i team team boss um when i sent the picture i think it was of of Joe Bossard and I was talking to Gabby Jennings afterward and she was like that went crazy through our team chat and I was just like that's just kind of like funny that I'm like just posting this picture no caption and like it just like the pros kind of just love it too. 
Are you a runner looking for high performance and quality apparel that also embodies a relaxed and fun attitude? Well, look no further than Seiskai. Established in Copenhagen in 2013 by former pro windsurfer Lars Peterson, Seiskai is on a mission to bring a fresh perspective to the running apparel industry. What sets Seiskai apart from other brands is their dedication to supporting sub-elite athletes, or as they call them, everyday heroes. These are the people who are juggling work, friends, and family, but still find the time and dedication to train hard and have fun along the way. Seiskai celebrates this mentality and aims to be a bridge between the amateur level and the elite level runners. If you go on their website, you immediately get the fun vibe from their clean Scandinavian and streetwear inspired prints. I've worn their flower combat t-shirt on runs, gotten a bunch of compliments on it, no big deal. Their clean combat singlet in black and navy blue is also regular in my training rotation. And now, as a special offer for Sidious Mag podcast listeners, Seiskai is offering a 15% off discount code that applies to all customers worldwide. Simply use code SIDIUS15 at checkout to take advantage of this great deal. So whether you're a seasoned runner or just starting out, choose Seiskai for the perfect combination of performance, quality, and fun. Visit Seiskai.us, that's S-A-Y-S-K-Y.us, to view all of their collections today. So take me through your process, which kind of sounds so silly to think because it is so simple. You have just like a treasure trove of photos, video clips that people submit. I've submitted things. Kyle submitted things. And you're the one who ultimately decides like what's worth posting and what's not. And I'm sure you just have tons and tons of things that you just pass on. So what what hits the bar for worthy of no context posting? Um, I mean, it's kind of arbitrary because like <laughs> it depends on what I'm feeling. Um, definitely back uh before i like the account got big i was having to do a lot more work on my own of finding stuff and now i'd say like 80 percent of the stuff i post is probably 80 85 percent of the stuff i post is i do no work for it's ridiculous um, it's so you you have it so easy it's amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean like i probably get like 20 or 30 dms a day um and just I'll go through them once or twice a day um, and see what people have. Um, and like, there's a, a process that I go through. It's if like, I don't like it at all, like, and it's just a message request, I'll just like delete it. Cause I'm like, I don't really need to, like, that's not going to go on the account and it's not going to go well. So like, I'm not probably, probably just not going to waste, waste my time with it. And then but if I do like it, I'll, I'll save it. Um, and then I'll think about posting it. Um, and then I'll just like, when it's time to, I'll just like go on Instagram, like randomly throughout the day. I'm like, Hey, like I posted like three hours ago, like seems like a good time to post again. And just you like literally kinda... posted like right before this interview. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, Kyle and I joke about a heavy hitters list that we've kind of just created like in our minds about the people who do numbies uh like best performing on social like we can always count on that person to draw youtube views or that person to do really well on instagram i'm sure by doing this enough for as long as you have you also kind of have this list in your head of like knowing yes like anything about the young brothers is going to do yeah. really well like so i guess Definitely. like what's what's sort of like your uh heavy hitters list look like um, well, so obviously the young brothers, I think 
uh, recently they averaged like four and a half, like 5,000 likes. Um, and it gets better. I've noticed if I do like, I post like six or seven pictures of them, they'll do way better than if I just post like one or two. Um, but then anything like championship related, like when we had uh, NCAA indoors that weekend, it, along with uh, New Balance, that weekend was very good because people like all of the like big names are all in one place. Um, so those ones always do well. And then Strava ones, the Strava, uh, those ones always do really well. And then, okay, go ahead. Um, yeah. Let's see. I think there's probably OIC, like, like the Morgan McDonald ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of like random ones will blow up too. Just like that. I'd like kind of just threw out there like, oh, like this is, is kind of funny, but like, I don't know if everyone will get it. And it sometimes will just do well. And other times it'll only get like 2000 likes. But I mean, I, I just kind of, at some point I'm like, I don't really care how many likes it gets. I think it's funny. Um, and I get it. So like, I, I feel like at least some of my followers will get it. And if not, some of them will like it because they feel like they should get it and they don't. Do you get the feeling a lot of your audience is high school driven and like definitely it skews on the younger side for sure. I'm guessing like when you pull up like the demographics on Instagram, like I'm going to venture a guess and say like 70% boys, 30% girls or something like that. Uh, I think it's 75, 25. Wow. Yeah. So those numbers, like. I guess here, not to put a ton of weight into a meme page here, but do you also get the sense that you have some power and responsibility when it comes to pushing content and media out there? Because there's a certain sector of that population that gets their track news or fix from you. Like they're not following Sidious Mag or USATF or NBC or Runner Space or Flow Track that. But maybe the only track media account that they follow is no context track. And so even though you provide no context for them, you are that exposure to the pro side of the sport. Yeah. Um, I just looked, I have 80% of my followers under 25. That's a huge population and demographic. Like when we talk about the people we should be trying to keep as track fans, this is getting a little serious for like a joke of like a, of a podcast, but it really is. It's like the, the population that we should be focusing our efforts to try and keep in the sport as track fans is that younger active participant, not the, you know, person running, you know, at the end of the, the marathons, the people who are actually doing it, those are the people who can get invested in track, getting someone invested in running is a whole different story, but track in particular, you have that audience. Yeah, no, I've actually thought about this before because sometimes when you like accept an Instagram request, uh, DM request from someone, it shows you like how many people you follow and comment. And a lot of the time it's only like you follow like Cooper tier and that's like the only person or they follow like one person or they don't even follow like anyone else. And I've kind of like, I've caught on about the before. I'm like, am I like the only like, um, pro like related person that they're following? And like a lot of times, yeah. So I kind of try to, uh, that's why I've recently tried to kind of diversify who I'm posting about so I can get people liking more people other than just like Leo and Lex Young. I mean, they're great, but like they're not the only people out there. So I'm trying to 
expose my followers to a lot of different sides of it. Okay, so what happens when someone's not in on the joke? Like, say, for example, there was like a photo of, I don't know, I'll, I'll pick on Devin Capiego, for example, that he just didn't like that you posted that random thing about him, whatever it might have been. Like, you seem pretty receptive to like, okay, I'll I'll take it down. And that's the end of that. Like, it's fairly easy going. Like, you have no bad intent from anything that you're Yeah, posting. yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. And he he DM me. He's like, "Hey, like, can you like take that down?" I was like, "Yeah." No oh, there problem. was like, a specific Devin example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, no, like that's fine. Like that that stuff might have been a little bit um out there, or like when the uh, the whole uh legend in uh Joe Hill um that uh I had to take a post down about that too." Yeah, um, I was I've been meaning to ask about that. I did, you know, text Joe before this. I was like, hey, I'm doing an interview with no context. What do you want to hear about? And then uh completely kind of put two and two together where it was uh you were kind of at the center of that. Like you provided yeah. the evidence and when they were I guess were reports that the FBI was involved in all that stuff, like give us your side of things. What happened there? <laughs> well, um so you were you cited up, in the Guardian. <laughs> yeah, I was cited in the yeah, in the article too, which is kind of kind of funny, but um, yeah. So I I posted the like a video um, and a picture of uh, let's see, it was you can't see who was in the mask, but someone, um, and then I like I get like a bunch of DMs um, from some uh, big name Oregon high schoolers and Joe. And like all of them are like asking me like take it down like it's a legal issue and whatnot. And then uh, I get a DM from Ben Crawford later on. It's like the FBI has like no context screenshots and whatnot. And I was like, what? Like what did I just do? Like did I just like incriminate like a bunch of people? And like um, so I was like I kind of like took a step back after that. No, I, I didn't. I don't think I you had to lay low. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah um and then it ended up being fine but i keep i i i don't delete the clothes i just archive them so i like i still have like access to them so i can still see them um yeah but yeah so that's gotta be like the, the closest you've been to like i guess like like being referenced in like global media outlets you must have just been sitting back and being like this is actually kind of funny yeah, well, there's. If, I think if you look it up, like no context, like see track, like no spaces. There's like some. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure what language it is, but some European um, article also that like cites the Guardian article that also has like screenshots from me. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of kind of wild. That was wild. Um, okay, so I'm. I was thinking in in in. in in preparation for this interview, I was looking at like other kind of meme accounts in other aspects of, you know, fashion, celebrity culture. And those pages, like they sell for money down the road. Like you garner enough of a big following, there's partnerships available and like just being bought out by like bigger media companies and, and all that stuff. So what's, I guess like, what's your hope for, for this page? Um, well, thanks for the offer, Chris. Uh, I won't <laughs> accept it at this point. Um, no, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't really have any like long-term 
plan for it right now. Like I have, I have stickers coming and merches, uh, in the pipeline, even though I get DMS about that pretty, pretty regularly too. Um, but I don't know. I kind of just, it's just fun for me. Um, and like, just like the pros that like, like it, um, I've gotten a couple of pairs of shoes sent to me. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I had no real plan. Um, open to offers though. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll talk offline about it then for sure. Uh, cause there will be the day when you surpass Sidious Mag in terms of followers and that's coming soon, sooner than I, than, than you probably think. I um, saw like 40 K to go though. So it's, <laughs> oh, you're giving count. a little bit. <laughs> As an avid runner, I've been using the Forerunner series from Garmin for years, and they're back as a sponsor of the Sidious Mag podcast, introducing the Garmin 965, the ultimate GPS running and triathlon smartwatch with a bright UML touchscreen display and a lightweight titanium bezel. This premium watch is designed for athletes who demand the very best. Wake up to your morning report with HRV status and get insights into your health, including an overview of sleep, recovery, and training outlook. The training readiness feature lets you know when you're primed for a productive session, while daily suggested workouts adapt to your performance and recovery. The race widget provides training tips, course details, and completion time predictions to help you prepare for that next big event. With multi-band GPS and full-color built-in maps, you can confidently navigate any route, and with traditional buttons and a touchscreen display, it's easy to tap into your training status and know whether you're training productively, peaking, or strained. The Forerunner 965 offers up to 23 days of battery life in smartwatch mode, so you can stay focused on your training without worrying about running out of power. And if you're pushing to outshine the competition, this watch is there to light up every run. Other exciting features for the Forerunner 965 include wrist-based running dynamics, safety and tracking features, and Garmin Pay. With 32 gigabytes of internal memory, you can also download hours of music and podcasts to your wristwatch, including playlists from Spotify and episodes of the Sidious Mag podcast. So get ready to train brilliantly with the Forerunner 965 from Garmin. Order yours today and start logging those miles with Garmin. Um, I guess, what is the weirdest thing that's been submitted? Like, you, oh, must, you must get, like, some gross things here and there oh yeah there's there's been a lot of stuff that like i i just i like i'll look at the requests all week that's never going on there delete and then there's also some stuff that's like it's pretty like it's funny but it's like out of pocket and i wouldn't be able to post it because like the person would ask me to take it down um but like just like a lot of like weird like like the classic like weird cross-country high schoolers of like four of them running on the treadmill on the same treadmill um or uh is that porta potties challenge still thing still thing yeah yeah and someone actually someone dm me about one of the other day and they only got like 10 people in the in there i was like that i was like only 10 people um i actually dm them that and they're like oh sorry we'll try again mr no context <laughs> uh when do you feel like you're going to get too old for this account? Like you're on the younger side for sure, but at some point you're like, I can't be DMing high schoolers all the time about like their races. And then at that point, like you got, you're going to face like a big moment. It's like, do I hand this account off to like someone younger than me? Like as of right now, it's solely just you. Like there's no, no context team behind this. Yeah. I mean, I did make a joke about needing an admin or a intern to go through DMs, but yeah, it's just me. 
Um, I think the moment you let someone else in, it's just like another door that could be open that reveals your identity. Oh yeah, yeah. And it just kind of spoils the whole party for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want my teammates, but on it. I mean, well, they, they all know, but like, yeah. I I just feel like it, it's better like if it's just like the one person, because it's like. So on me. Twitter, when someone posts like uh here's like a very specific example for people who may not like be as familiar if someone posts a video and there's like music behind it like it will get like a dmca strike on that person's account and someone will have to like take down that video and we're also in this position where you're doing this in a sport where the broadcast and rights restrictions are so tight on just across social media like sidious mag we can't really we can't post any sort of race footage from you know meets that are televised or anything like that and really it's a barrier to getting the sport out into more in front of more people. And you sit in this position where also you're at an, you're an account that like one, I guess like no one really knows who's behind it. And then two is garnering a pretty good following. But then after that, like you also have to tread pretty lightly and carefully when it comes to like broadcast and rights restrictions. Like, have you had sort of some of those talks or angry dms in the past from i guess the rights holders or whoever might be like hey you can't post that and it's like yeah it was just a joke <laughs> um i'm trying to think because i think i have but it wasn't anything like that was really serious um i don't know that i actually had any like it was more of just like people didn't want like their photos it wasn't right. anything like rights related yeah, I, d I don't think I've actually run into that yet. I would just play it super careful around like world championships and also like especially yeah. the Olympics, like any sort of footage like that gets your account shut down fairly quickly. And then that would be a tragedy, I guess, to the 20,000 plus people who follow no context. Yeah, it's funny, though, because um, it was uh, World Athletics and Runner Space back in uh, last summer in Oregon when the whole uh, the camera guy was on the track for the steeplechase. Mm -hmm. um, they they like tagged me in that stuff, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> and then I like I posted a, I posted on my account beforehand, so I guess that was fine for them. Yeah, because um, they didn't talk to me about that at all. So, have you been offered any sort of brand deals or any sort of thing? Like just with twenty thousand followers, like you have more than. A lot of pros sometimes yeah um uh no i i not not yet i do get like six to eight thousand views per story though wow that's that's pretty good average like three three and a half thousand likes something like that yeah no it's all very high performing and i mean what are you what are you studying in school like because i feel like you've nailed and i guess it's a byproduct of growing up with it, but you've nailed social media and, and communications. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm pretty good at it, but I'm actually uh, I'm not a business major. I'm not communications. I'm okay. I'm a chemistry major. What? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, yeah, I'm a chemistry major, so I I just like social media. I'm and I'm good. I'm really good at Instagram, like understanding it. Yeah, we'll have to. We're definitely going to talk after this because we're, we've been looking for a social intern for, for a while. And so we might have some some ideas. But I guess 
the Instagram account, like, is there a pivot also and like a chance to expand, I guess, out onto TikTok or Twitter? Like, it just seems like from the running meme pipeline, it started like Dumb Flow Track was the predecessor to this on Twitter and like has kind of that space covered, even though it hasn't been as super active in the last year or two. I mean, there's been like kind of plenty of opportunity, I think, for for no context to just double post, do the same exact thing, but on on Twitter. Yeah, I thought about that. Um, I mean, I I would be open to it. I just haven't really put any work into it. So, <laughs> this is um, the work of just starting the account. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You would literally just be like starting the account, and though, um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I would I would always like forget to post stuff, but yeah, I, I like that you're just sticking to Instagram, nailing it, crushing it, and and that's that. I guess like, are there any big plans for for no context like uh, for the coming year? Or is it just going to continue to be? Yeah, we're just going to continue posting photos with no captions and and videos, and of course avoiding reels at all at all times. Yeah, I I still have like. Before I started doing the anti-reel photos, I saw like 10 or 15 uh, videos on my account from like lot before last summer. Um, but I haven't, I haven't decided if I was, well, I still like having them up, but I can't, you can't edit them. So there's, if you scroll far enough, um, you can find like 10 or 15 videos. Yeah, um, I guess. Where do you? Do you have like a separate folder on your iPhone that it's just like no context yeah. stuff? Yeah, I've 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 no like a no context album, and then I also have, um, like a Cooper Tier album, um, because like, and I have a Newberry Park album, um, and let's see, uh, like a different grouping by different teams and stuff because if i want to post something from that team like i'll uh i'll look in there um for ideas because like i stuff just gets lost like all the time um so like i'll go back i'll like scroll through something and i'll see like oh like i meant to post that a while ago and that was really funny but like i just kind of forgot so i just like have to bring it back um and at that point, honestly, it's kind of good because, like, it might have been like more popular, like more known about like a couple months ago. But now, you know, like, oh, when did that happen? Like, I don't remember that. And that's that's part of the no context part. I just love the fact that there is some sort of level to organization behind the scenes when it comes to uh, <laughs> your your system. You do have a system in place. What's your screen yeah, time I like at the end of the week? Uh, honestly, probably not that bad. Like. Um, cause now like it, it was definitely worse. Like when I had, cause back when I was like, had like three, 5,000 followers, I would still like be searching like on Instagram, like going to the bottom of crows profiles and looking at like their old pictures and stuff or like going and like watching like old videos and stuff. Cause that was like where I was getting more of my content at the time. Um, especially when there wasn't any major events going on. Cause I was like, I mean, it was leading up to the summer. Um, but like, that was still when I was finding a lot of my content from, um, so I, my screen time was probably a lot worse. Yeah, but, probably. Have you had that instance where 
you're at a track meet and you're in the stands and you see someone scrolling through no context with no idea that like the person is is behind them uh yeah i've 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 seen that before <laughs> um and one time we were at dinner the other day um one of my teammates like like almost went up to me and like hey did you see what no context posted <laughs> and then but they're like oh i remembered your, your no context <laughs> so that's kind of funny yeah um all right final question i've got for you sort of like is there a dream repost your dream follow uh that you've got in mind like you post enough about yaka bingabritz and that like it must it has to be on his radar like he must have thrown a like or a comment or something like that before i haven't gotten any notifications from him okay oh um, so i don't know if he's seen it or not but he hasn't uh he hasn't pushed any buttons that would let me know um i would i think like Jakob would be pretty big um and like a maybe like a Eluda Kipchoge but I don't know oh, yeah I, that's right I feel like that might be like slightly like out of I don't know I I think I the likelihood is good he, I think he would definitely follow the account I don't know about reposting to his story but I think that we're not too far off. You when you post enough leading into to Boston, I think you might get on his radar and um something will come of it. But no, I mean like you've got something really good on your hands. I say keep it up and you know, just kind of continue to you know, I, I continue to grow and and be like it's a positive thing at the end of the day. Like I don't see any malintent or anything like that behind no context. So I've been a fan for a while. And uh, I'm excited to to see it keep going and 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 see that day when it surpasses Sidious Mag and, and followers. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, look out. Well, the other thing too is sort of I'm kind of bummed that the uh, running uh, content memes or whatever it was uh, podcast contest is over. There wasn't one last year. We lost. To, yeah. We won one year and we lost to Coffee Club the following year. So. Um, I thought we would get a chance at, re at redemption, but their fan base is also really strong. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, now that you've mentioned that, uh, this is not my first time on the Sidious Mag podcast network. Well, you were on one before. Yeah, I was on. Uh, I was on with Avery and Zane. That's right. Now that I think about it, yeah. So this is this is not your first podcast, but um, it's so funny. I, it's been so long since that show was around, but. Uh, no, that's good to know. Wow, didn't even remember that because they also did really well in that contest. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, no context. I almost called you by your actual name. Keep it up, and uh, we'll stay in touch for sure. Yeah, thank you. That does it for another episode of the City of Smack podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want to contribute and support the show, you can also back us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash or send over any tip or one-time donation over to City Mag on Venmo. You guys are all the best. Thanks for listening. Legs are feeling good. I'm Chris Chavez. See you next time.